welcome to the Ashoka Changemakers Radio, a podcast from the Center for Entrepreneurship at Ashoka University. My name is Kavya from the undergraduate class of 2022, and I will be your host for today. And wow, do we have an exciting edition of the podcast today. Talking to us is Dr. Pragati Singh, one of the most inspirational people I have had the honor of meeting, albeit virtually. For starters, Dr. Pragati is a founder of Samha, the Sexual and Mental Health Association, which is working towards cultivating an inclusive and professional workspace culture for the LGBTQ community and for women. She also founded the Indian subcontinent's first ever support group for asexual people, the Indian Aces. In fact, this April 6th, which is also International Asexuality Day, she launched asexuality.in, an information-based extension of the Indian Aces. She has been a recipient of the Anjali Gopalan Award for Social Justice and has received the BBC 100 Women Award in 2019. In 2018, she also received the Delhi government's Young Achiever Award. Dr. Pragati is an incubator of the UNDP incubation program at the Center for Entrepreneurship. It supports social entrepreneurs working towards promoting gender equality, mitigating gender-based violence, and creating better workspaces for the LGBTQ livelihoods. Dr. Pragati, thank you so, so much for being here. I'm really looking forward to hearing your insights. Thank you for that very kind introduction, Kavya. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, genuinely, I am awestruck just being in this presence, but uh, I will just get right into it. Um, so social entrepreneurship is an incredibly difficult career path to pursue. Uh, what moved you to choose it and what motivates you constantly to stick to it? Right. So honestly speaking, I don't think I ever sat down and decided that I'm going to become a social entrepreneur. You know, it just turns out that what I want to do with my life it seems to fall largely under what has been termed social entrepreneurship by the world. And so I discovered that, oh, okay, all right. So what I'm doing is basically called social entrepreneurship. I never really decided or chose it. For me, um, I have never found as much meaning in anything else uh, apart from any kind of work that can create social impact, especially social impact, which can surpass me and my personhood and my lifetime. And so for me, uh, creating social change, especially at scale, I believe is the purpose of my life. And uh, like I said, I never decided on it. I just slowly discovered it as I grew up and as I grew into what I was, uh, I guess, meant to do. Um, I stick to it because uh, one, of course, I have some level of privilege in that I'm able to work without getting paid for many months together and all of those things, but also because it's incredibly fulfilling and rewarding. I, um, I have received such incredibly heartwarming messages of gratitude from people uh, that I just know that I can't stop doing this you know it's just it's it's beyond me to now stop this, stop doing whatever i've started doing uh, and especially so because whichever fields i typically like to work on are very niche areas you know and these are areas typically where i know there's a very large uh, unfilled gap and a void that i feel like no one else is willing to fill and so usually I wait for a while to see if there's anybody else who's going to do something about something. And if, if nobody else is going to do it, and if I don't do it either, then nothing changes. 
so i believe it's just uh, it's just something that i've got to do i've got to stick to it and uh, it's almost like i have no other option that's actually a beautiful way of putting it um that's i hope that inspires a lot of other people to take up initiative as well um so another question i wanted to ask you was how did indian aces evolve into the amazing work that you do that bridges the gap between as you say uh science sexuality and sexual rights today right so that's also a very incredible uh story that i like to tell even to myself because uh, looking back of course i also learn a lot from it right so indian aces back in 2014 started as a very light hearted social media page where i had intended to just post some inside jokes and some memes around the asexual community and the journey that that initiative of mine has taken from that time in 2014 to 2019 is even for me probably the most wonderful example of what it means to take one step at a time you know uh, literally one thing led to another which led to another and 5 years later after dedicating all of that uh, time and effort into this cause i realized that my work was actually being watched internationally and that is how i got recognized by the bbc without ever realizing any of it um i was doing what i wanted to do and then there were all these recognitions that started happening you know and um, so so i mean that's how the journey at large was just done one step at a time i kept doing what i thought i needed to do uh, with passing time and of course now it has become something bigger and the reason why i want to bridge this gap between the sexual rights movement and the sexual science realm is that i realized over the years that these two are actually unfortunately really disjointed at least in our country and in our in the context that i work in this is not to say that their the paths don't meet but it it's definitely not happening as i think it should or it could and i mean interestingly i have been called quote and quote too rational in some rights based communities and also to woke in some science rich ones and and i think that brings out the 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 conflict here really well because i mean fortunately for me i come from a science background i'm capable of logic and reasoning i believe in rationality but i'm also blessed with a level of empathy that helps me have a rights based approach and so i personally have never seen them as two mutually exclusive fields but in my experience uh, both these communities professionally uh, on both extremes of the spectrum do not really think very highly of each other unfortunately and they don't take from each other's learning it's really sad to me uh, as an observer and i personally really want to bridge this gap because i feel like there's so much to learn from across the spectrum and also because one of the biggest reasons why um women and other minority genders and sexual orientation suffer is because this gap is not getting filled and so i want to do something uh, about it that's fantastic i mean um it's like you said there's a lot of nuance when it comes to this and you've done a lot of work to educate and raise awareness amongst a lot of people but in order to do that you've had to simplify a lot of nuanced concepts both sides of the argument argument i can't believe there is one but still has it been difficult to connect with people because of this nuance specifically in india that is 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's specific to India in my experience. I think I've experienced this and seen this across countries and across uh, cultures and contexts. I mean, I've, I've seen some golden examples of this lack of nuance, even in the Western countries, to be honest. But yes, nuance, I do think is lost in most circles. And it's quite frustrating for me because I personally live for that nuance. I mean, that's where my heart beats. And unfortunately, this lack of nuance is really not limited to any, any circle. Like, not, It's not limited to the conservative people or the liberal ones, the left or the right, the woke or the not woke. It seems like our ability to just you know, sit down with difficult, complex concepts and just remain suspended in doubt for elongated periods of time is seriously low. It's like everybody wants to know that they know. They want to believe that they have the answers and they want to believe that they, their way of thinking is the right way of thinking and they just don't want to question it. It's very black and white and it seems like nobody wants to consider the gray areas and the context and uh, um, it is frustrating, but I, I hope that there is a niche of people out there who can, uh, who can understand what I'm trying to say and uh, I'm looking for those people constantly. I think that is the most brilliant way I have heard anyone put this. And that suspension of doubt for elongated periods of time, it obviously involves a lot of learning. And you've mentioned a lot of times that you're very passionate about learning and helping others learn. How does that play into your work? Uh, well, I personally really enjoy being intellectually challenged myself and also challenging other people intellectually. So, I mean, learning is really, I think, where my heart belongs in, in, a, in a large way from both sides of the table, you know. And um, I believe it is this passion for learning myself as well as helping other people learn that helped me do this project in 2019 where I dropped everything and I traveled across India to 10 cities to conduct these very specific trainings and workshops that I developed myself. Uh, it was very hectic, but also incredibly fulfilling. I personally really uh, put a lot of value in learning, unlearning and relearning. That's amazing. And in this context, could you tell us a little more about uh, Samha? How did that come to be from whatever happened in 2019? Oh, Samha is actually a little uh, disjointed from the project that I did in 2019. Um, the plan is basically Samha is something that I plan to have as an association that can take care of a lot of the above mentioned gaps to do with, you know, the gap between the sexual sciences and the sexual rights movement. Uh, there's also the huge gap that exists between professional trainings and rights-based trainings in fields such as medicine and law. And I speak this from experience, you know, as somebody who's gone through medical school, a lot of people think that my understanding of sexuality comes from my medical school. Uh, what I constantly keep telling people is that we are taught nothing about sexuality in medical school and um, nothing about gender, sexual rights, or any of those quote-unquote soft skills or softer fields of work. And medicine and law are also the fields where people have to do a lot of service delivery. You know, uh, they have to interact with people on a day-to-day -day basis. So who's going to provide them with those training? Then I feel that Samha is what I'm uh, planning to launch, which can fill this gap and provide these trainings to the service providers. 
That's um, absolutely amazing. And you've talked about how you've struggled to get people on board for projects before. And then it came to somehow, um, how are you planning to overcome that? And how did you overcome it in the past? Right. So uh, one of my current projects for this Pride Month is called humansofqueer.com. It's basically a platform for publishing queer people's average stories um, from across the globe. And so what I tested out for Humans of Queer is that I first, uh, first taken people as interns. And if I like their work and if I feel like we're working well together, then I integrate them into the team. I'm currently in the process of doing just this for humansofqueer.com. And uh, hopefully uh, it looks like this model works for me. And I feel like this is how I'm going to approach somehow as well to build the first initial cohort. And then of course, we will see how to take it forward from there. That's amazing. And um, what is something that you've learned from this entire incredible journey that really stands out? Um, it's, it's kind of a controversial statement that's coming to my mind, partly because of the conversations that we've had so far, but uh, I'm hoping that the listeners of this program will have the capacity to consider it and, um, and just sit with it for a while before jumping to any conclusions. So when I started off, I was definitely a very, very left uh, ideology person. And like most people, I used to think that the left and the right are opposite ends of the spectrum. And I'm speaking again only in the Indian context right now, right? Um, that the ideologies are opposite ends of the spectrum. But over the years and in my experience, in many ways and at multiple places, I think it's more of a circle and the left and the right ends actually end up meeting at multiple places. I don't know if it's making sense to you what I'm trying to visualize yes, here, but I don't see it as a straight line anymore. I see it as a ring which meets uh, at certain points. That I think has only happened because of the work that I've done over the last uh, many years. That's generally something I feel like a lot of people these days need to sit down and sit with and that's incredibly invaluable um, insight. Thank you. Uh, but you also say that you aim to create a more inclusive community. And with what you do, how did the pandemic affect it? Because it was much more difficult to communicate. And when you need to communicate this much nuance, these many sort of statements that people aren't able to digest, how did you overcome that? It's actually um, the pandemic, the lockdown, everything that's happening in the world. It's been a it's been a bittersweet experience for me and my work. Uh, mm -hmm. The impact is both good and bad. Uh, of course, the real life personal engagement is something I definitely miss. Uh, it's just not the same on virtual platforms. You know that it just doesn't translate the same way on a virtual platform the way that it could in a a physical setup where you can see each other and uh, engage like that. Absolutely. But also the virtual events, I think, have given access to many people from across the world that did not have access to the work that I was doing otherwise. And so um, in the last uh, festival that I held, uh, there were so many people from countries and cultures and contexts that participated that I definitely don't think I could have reached otherwise. So I think it's a it's a good and a bad thing. It's not all bad for me. That's incredible. I mean, there's always an upside to something, right? Um, mm -hmm. Valuable lesson to be learned there. 
Um, and with all of this happening and now that things are opening up, where do you see your work going in the future with somehow with humansofqueer.com? Oh, I have grand plans. I've always had grand plans. And then when things don't work out, I just push them a little. But I, I do have a lot of plans, but I'll just mention a few of them here. Um, one is that I'm about to write a book on asexuality, which again is going to be the first book from the Indian subcontinent to come out on asexuality. And though it won't only talk about Indian um, experience of asexuality, it will have a considerable chunk of that as well which has not had that kind of representation before. And it will be an international book. So I hope it reaches all sorts of nooks and crannies of the world. Um, and I'm also finally in the process of registering all of my work formally, something that I kept deferring for reasons best known to me for the longest time. But I'm, I'm beginning to now formalize everything. And I, I feel like that's just the need of the hour. And plus my dream project, uh, which is a digital platform uh, for matchmaking of asexual and or non-sexual people. That is in the pipeline. And that is something that I'm super duper excited about. So there's a lot of things that are hopefully going to happen, um, including somehow, but also beyond it. That's amazing. Will this be sort of an extension of um, platonicity? Yes, absolutely. So platonicity, I'm glad that you know about it. Platonicity <laughs> is exactly what I called it all these years, including the events that we did virtually and uh, in person. Uh, we're currently thinking if we want to rename it or not, but yes, it will definitely be on the same lines. That's fantastic. Um, I'm really excited to see all of this happen in the future. Uh, everything that you've done so far has been so inspirational. And I know everyone else is looking forward to as well. Lovely. And just lastly, do you have any words of wisdom for anybody looking to make a change in any of this? You've written a blog about it, but anything specifically for our listeners? Um, I'll say it very briefly, um, and I'll, I'll allow people to interpret it the way that they want to. But um, what I have learned after all these years is that perfectionism is not a virtue. Perfectionism is your enemy. Um, and that I personally live by progress over perfection now. That is my mantra. And I, I like to believe that I, I should just be doing what I can do without worrying about it being perfect. So that would be um, my message to everybody who wants to set out on a journey of creating change. That's incredible. That's something to think about. Thank you so much for that. And um, in general, thank you so much for taking time out and sharing your insights with us. It's genuinely a lot. You've given us a lot to think about. Um, and I hope our listeners uh, have enjoyed it so far as well. Um, we really look forward to the digital platform coming out and the book. And we wish you all the best um, for all the future endeavors that you have in mind and all your big plans, because uh, they really are doing a lot of good in the world. And it's incredibly tangible. The effects are really seen in the community. Um, Thank you, Kavya. And lastly, I just want to ask, um, would you like to mention your um, you know, websites and uh, whatnot for all of our listeners here? Sure. Um, so if anybody wants to read more about me, they can go to 
drpragatisingh.com. Dr stands for doctor, drpragatisingh.com. If you want to know more about Indian Aces, it is at indianaces.org. If you want to read some asexual people's own uh, accounts as well as some opinion pieces on asexuality, you can go to asexuality.in. And if you want to read queer people's stories from across the world, you can go to humansofqueer.com. That would be pretty much it for now. Thank you so much, Doctor. Um, we really, really appreciate everything that you are doing and for taking the time out today. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. So that brings us to the end of this episode. Do let us know how you liked it or if you have any feedback and write to us at entrepreneurship at ashoka.edu.in. Over and out.